I admit to being freaked out about podcasting until I discovered Anchor. First off, it's free. It has creation tools that allow me to record and edit podcasts. Most importantly to me, it distributed my podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot of others. Yeah, it also allows me the opportunity to make money on my podcast, which is a win. But most important overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's a huge win. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. With you on SportsCast. We're here today to talk NBA basketball. Specifically, we're going to talk the playoffs. The uh, dust is more or less settled now on the playoff structure. We know what it looks like. We know who's in. We know who's out. Uh, as far as teams, uh, we don't know who's going to be playing for those teams, uh, which takes us to uh, kind of our topics. Uh, today, we're going to review what we know about the playoffs. What is pretty much etched in stone? We're going to talk about the unfairness of it, and we talked about this last week. There's no way it could be perfectly fair. It's just not going to happen. Um, but there's one particular thing that really stood out at me um, or to me, and that was the fact that the difference between um, last season and this season in terms of when um, uh, when break time is uh, for, for for NBA players, the time between the finals finishing and the NBC the NBC the NBA season restarting again, uh, man, it's really shrunk this season, and um, that is just an inherent disadvantage, I think, to whoever ends up winning it this season. So um, there is talk that the NBA is going to allow teams to. Um, pick up two additional players so they're going to expand rosters from seven uh, pardon me from 15 to 17 um sorry so we're going to talk a little bit about who um who those uh two additional players could be uh for both the lakers and the clippers um so those are the topics uh joining me today uh, uh is going to be tony yashar who is a writer for peach basket he also uh owns uh, another site uh called that game talk i'll let him explain uh who he is and, and what he does uh and kyle is also supposed to be with us but um i'm not sure if he's going to be able to join we're just going to talk about those particular topics and um you know, if you have any questions or comments, if you want to tell us where we're right, tell us where we're wrong in real time, you know, do it. Uh, we, we welcome uh, your your thoughts. I mean, that's what we do. We're fans. Um, I do want to share one bit of kind of personal website information that I'm excited about. Um, 
we started LA Peach Basket to cover the Lakers and the Clippers. These are the teams that I know best. These are the teams that I follow, the teams that I enjoy. Um, but we really did it with an eye towards um, opening up opportunities for fans to write and to join uh, podcasts like this. Um, so when we started LA Peach Basket, uh, we had a, a, a kind of a catchphrase, a motto, uh, and that was voice of the fan. And I uh, really wanted to be not the voice of the fan, but a voice of the fan. We wanted to, to provide an outlet for people. If you wanted to write, if you wanted to um, um, join us on podcasts, et cetera, we wanted to provide an opportunity for, for you fans to do that. Um, and so we got word last week that uh, we were able to secure a trademark for Voice of the Fan, which is kind of cool. Um, so right now we're not doing anything with that. But, um, you know, I think in time we're going to because we really, really want to kind of let everybody know who we are, why we're here and uh, open up our site and whatever opportunities we have to fans everywhere. Fans of the Lakers, fans of the Clippers, fans of basketball. Uh, we just are, are guys and girls that enjoy talking basketball. So uh, we are L.A. Peach Basket. We're the voice of the fan. Trademarked which is kind of cool. Um, now, I see Tony on, and Tony, I did invite you, but I don't see you on yet, so I hope there's no issue or problem. It's still showing invited, so we'll give Tony uh, a minute. While uh, he hopefully joins us, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what we know about the NBA playoffs right now. Um, we know, and, and I'm only going to talk about the playoffs. We know that there's eight uh, games. We talked about that last week, <clears throat> and we we all pretty much had the, the the consensus that the Lakers and the Clippers are in a really good spot because they are so far ahead. Um, they're not really jockeying for position. The Clippers aren't going to catch the Lakers. There's some ch a chance that the Lake the Clippers might be caught, but the difference between standing uh, ending at two or three is, is, is it's not that big a deal. So. Our take was that the regular season, those eight games for the Lakers and Clippers aren't going to be that big a deal. I think it's going to be more about, you know, getting the team back and gelling together and playing together and um, just kind of getting their, you know, getting their feet under them. Whereas other teams like Portland and Memphis uh, and the Pelicans, they're going to have to play their hearts out to make that eighth spot. Um, so we're really going to just focus on the playoffs today. The play-in tournament for that eighth uh, spot should it be needed, it likely will be, is going to be August 16th and 17th. Uh, then the first round of the playoff is August 18th, and this is where it kind of gets interesting. Conference semis are September 1st. Conference finals are September 15th. Uh, the NBA finals game one, September 30th. <clears throat> game seven, should it be needed, is going to be played on October 12th. And, and that's where I want to start. Uh, to talk a little bit. Um, I still don't see Tony. Uh, give me just a minute. I'm going to make sure that I've, yeah, man, I successfully invited you. So, you know, I see you on Tony. Um, hoping there's no issue. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and just get started just to, to be, uh, you know, I don't want to go too long, I guess is the bottom line. I want to get right into our topic. So hopefully Tony, you'll be able to join here soon. Um, I do see, uh, I see you on Jason, uh, at crowd pleaser, uh, you know, man, uh, worst comes to worst, we might pull you in. So, uh, be ready. 
uh, if you uh, if you're willing to uh, to talk basketball with me. Um, but we'll give uh, we'll give Tony a minute. So let's talk about this first. Right now, as it stands, Game Seven could end on October 12th. Now this is what's interesting. This season, 2019-2020 season, started October 22nd. Now think about that. This season started right about within a week or so of when this season is going to end. I mean, it's, it's, it's staggering what has happened to the NBA season, um, which is why you know a lot of players are really hesitant about participating. And I get it. I understand it from lots of different um, avenues, which I think we're going to talk a little bit about uh, certainly next week. But this is the thing that's most interesting to me as I thought it through. So in a regular NBA season, without all of this stuff happening, players normally get about five months, right, from the time the NBA season ends and the time it begins. I'm not talking uh, any preseason games or training camp or anything like that, but, you know, five months before the games start to count. This time around, the season is going to end right around early October, maybe even mid-October, and then it's going to start up again December 1st. That gives players two months. That's it. I, 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 is that fair? I mean, that's the question I'd hope to pose to uh, to Tony and to Kyle, uh, who I'm, I'm guessing aren't going to be able to join. Um, so let me give you my thoughts. Of course, it's not fair. I am, whoever wins this season, whoever uh, ends up lifting the Larry O'Brien in 2019-2020, uh, uh, is going to have about a month off, you know, when, when you when you really kind of uh, look at it. That's it. Then after that, they're going to have to get back into training. And, you know, the, the, the good players are going to be training the whole time anyway. But they're going to have to get back into training camp and, uh, and playing preseason games. That's hard. That's rough. And at the end of the day, that's not, that's not fair for uh, whoever ends up winning um, the NBA championship this season. When – we didn't know what the playoffs were going to look like. I advocated for something unique, something different. Um, this is a different time. This is a different year. Um, we're not going to have everybody playing the same amount of games. Um, uh, we're going to be playing in, in, in empty stadiums, right? Uh, there's 101 reasons why this is so different. Why have the same playoff? It just didn't make sense to me. Um, but, you know, I called Adam Silver. He didn't take my call, and it ended up going nowhere. I'm the only one who had that opinion, apparently. Um, um, LeBron James even came out and said, listen, we want things to be the same. No, it wasn't LeBron. It was actually Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, the owner, right, came out and said, we want things to be the same. We need things to be the same. Uh, and that really resonated with uh, the commissioner. So things are staying the same, which forces this really weird situation where we're asking these men uh, to entertain us um, in the midst of, you know, this upheaval in our country, in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, it's rough, man. And, and I get why a good portion of them don't want to play, which is a topic we weren't going to talk about today. I'm going to save that one for next week. Um, but is it fair? Is it fair that there's going to be effectively two months time between the end of this season and the start of next? No, it, it's not. It's not. And that's just the way it is. Um, there's really no other way around it. There was a third question that I wanted to discuss, but this segues pretty well from this topic. No, these playoffs aren't fair, but they're likely going to go on. We'll see, you know, who ends up playing. We'll see how it ends up uh, transpiring, but it's not fair. And because of that, uh, I, I'm, I just can't, 
I can't state it any more strongly, uh, and I'm not saying this negatively, but whoever wins the NBA championship this season is going to have an asterisk. Of course, it's going to have an asterisk. How can it not have an asterisk? People that are advocating for no asterisk just don't get the point, I think. An asterisk just simply means this was a different circumstance. And has there ever been a more different circumstance than this season in the NBA? No, no. So the first NBA playoffs where not every team has played the same number of games. That's unique. First NBA playoffs that we've had on neutral um, stadiums. That's unique. First NBA playoffs with no fans. This is asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. This is a triple asterisk. That doesn't mean that it's not going to count, right? The champions are the champions. And whoever wins it, uh, if you're watching and you're a basketball fan, you, 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 know, you might have a competitive streak. I know I do. And when it comes time to play, uh, you want to win. That's the whole point of doing what we do. So whoever wins is not going to care that there's an asterisk. The fans of whoever wins isn't going to care that there's an asterisk. So you all thought I was making Tony up, but Tony's here. Tony is not made up. He's legit. And he's with us now. Tony, welcome. Can you hear me okay? Oh boy. Well, when you when when you can hear me, just uh just go ahead and start chiming in, man. But that's my take. Um not fair and the winner this season uh unfortunately is is going to have to carry an asterisk. Um and to me it doesn't matter. Um should the Lakers win it? You think it's going to matter <laughs> to Laker fans? No. Should the Clippers win it? I I think the Clippers win in this season and Doc Rivers has actually kind of mentioned this. Uh, man, now I got two Tonys. This is really wild. Tony, can you hear me? Now we're back to one. I, I will tell you all, um, and I see that there's 14 of y'all watching. Yeah, Thanks. I can hear you, Cutie. Oh, right on. I got you. I, I will. I will mention to all of you that yeah, Tony is is out of the country. Uh, and that explains probably, you know, why uh, why his connection is a little slow. Um, but Tony, yeah, man, chime in anytime. Um, I was just yeah. making the point that, um, you know, Doc Rivers said that it would be kind of appropriate for the Clippers, who had been the laughingstock of the NBA for decades, uh, the worst team, the worst the worst run franchise, according to I think it was Sports Illustrated. Uh, several years ago, um, they, I mean, living in the shadow of the Lakers, for them to win the NBA championship this year is just kind of appropriate for, for the Clippers. But are the Clippers going to care? No. Are the Bucks going to care? No. Uh, their fans won't care. The players won't care. It's going to be a legitimate championship. But everywhere else outside of Milwaukee, Los Angeles, or whoever else ends up winning it, uh, we're going to see it as an asterisk. That's my take. Tony, if you can hear me and, and you got all of that, uh, what do you think? I mean, is whoever lifting the LOB at the end of this season kind of doomed to to, to have to ask uh, an answer about the asterisk? Yeah, I think that uh, – can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that the, uh, the use of the term appropriate for Doc Rivers, I think that's – 
hilarious. And, you know, you can understand his perspective um, with uh, the Clippers being, you know, arguably uh, one of the worst run teams. And I guess that's because of the losing record. I mean, but, you know, the Cavs um, are one of the worst run teams, too. And they had some great success over the last couple of years. But um, I think that the, the um, you know, in my opinion, one of the two LA teams are going to win the title. I don't, I don't, I don't see Milwaukee winning it, uh, or anybody in the East for that matter. Um, but you know, uh, I, I do think that uh, it would be uh, a storybook ending if the Clippers were to win the title this year. Now let me ask you this: if they do. And they are, they're my pick right now. Um, and I think it's silly to pick a team right now because we don't know who's going to play. We don't know who's, how they're going to react right. in an empty stadium, right? It's just silly right now. Based on the teams that we know, that we knew before the start, the, the season suspension, the Clippers, I think, were the favorite to win it. I, I think that's clear. Um, but but I'll, I'll ask you point blank then. Should the Clippers win it or the Lakers win it? Who you know you said that the champs coming out of LA, uh, are they doomed to carry that asterisk around forever and ever? I think that the um, I think that when we first uh, talked about the asterisk for the season and uh, whether or not that it would be applicable to whoever the, the current NBA champion is going to be the conclusion that season. I thought that was um, um, a ridiculous notion considering that every team would have a fair chance, but with the mm-hmm. possibility of some players, maybe even key players right. to these yeah. teams championship run, um, not playing. I think now it may carry an asterisk um, right. because now it becomes an unfair playing field because it's not dictated by, um, equal opportunity of games played or right. uh, the equal opportunity for every team to have a certain amount of games to get in the rhythm. Now it's dictated by whether or not a player feels safe or not. Mm-hmm. And if, if let's say, let's say uh, Chris Middleton doesn't feel, play, feel safe playing, that changes right. the Bucks uh, odds greatly. If, if Kawhi doesn't feel safe, that Patrick Beverly doesn't feel safe. Now that right. changes the whole chemistry of the team, and you can't pull Tylus Tylus Enos off the street to take a roster spot for Patrick Butt Beverly and get anywhere to the near same production. So I do think that, um, depending on the the team and depending on the roster, there yeah. could very well be an asterisk uh, for the yeah. current NBA champion. Yeah. And that's rough. But again, I, I think it doesn't matter. Uh, at the end of the day, you get people together. Gianni and I talked about this last week. You get people together at the Y. Whoever wins three out of four or, or all three, you know, I don't care what you're doing. If you win, you go home feeling like a winner. And it's going to be true for these NBA players, right? Even in these weird circumstances. Um, but yeah, it, it's, 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 it's a weird situation and there will likely be an asterisk. I want to talk not now, uh, but next week. And, and Tony, I'm not sure if you'll be able to be with us next week, but I certainly want to talk about, you know, Kyrie Irving and, 
and the call he had and, you know, certain players, you know, at least considering opting out, there are some Lakers in that group um, for different reasons, some for medical reasons, some because of the situation we find ourselves in here in the States. There's a lot of reasons not to play. And I wouldn't fault anybody for, for choosing not to. Um, I don't want to talk about that now, though. Um, but I do want to talk about that uh, maybe next week. What I want to end with right now is this interesting notion that the NBA is going to allow for uh, a roster expansion from 15 players to 17 players. Now, some people are saying it's done. Some people are saying it's, it's still possible. So I'm, I'm seeing both things. I'm not sure which it is. It seems most likely that it'll happen. Those two players uh, will be on the bench. I don't know that they'll be active, but should a player go down, you can bring them in. So it makes sense in this situation where, you know, we, we, we do have, you know, I think an increased likelihood of injury and, and certainly you know, the coronavirus, uh, maybe you know, getting somebody uh, on, a, on a team makes sense to expand those rosters. So there are a lot of pretty decent players out there. I wanted to ask you, I'm going to read off the list. Um, and Tony, I sent that to you earlier. I'm going to read it off for everybody. Uh, we got about 14 people listening and participating. So thank you all. Uh, I wish I knew sportscaster well enough to know who you all were so I can call you out by name and thank you, but I don't know it that well yet. I'll figure it out though. But whoever you are, if you're listening, thank you. Um, feel free to drop us a, a question, a comment. Let me know your thoughts. Is the, you know, Tony feels, I think, less strongly that this season's winner is going to have an asterisk. I feel like they will. Would love to hear your thoughts. But let me read off this list of players. And what I want to ask you, Tony, is you get two. Who should the Lakers pick up and why? And same for the Clippers. So look at this list. By far and away. I got one for you already. What's that? I said, I got one for you already. Go, man. Before the list, tell me. Kenneth Fareed. Okay, he's on my list. The Manimal, yeah. Okay, who do you see see picking him up? And why? The Lakers. I think the okay. I think the Lakers need him mm-hmm. for the very same reason uh, uh, we talked about Paul Gasol coming back mm-hmm. it, uh, because Ken, Kenneth Farid is young. His energy off the bench. Yeah. He's um, a grit, a dirt guy. He's a he's a garbage man, um, and right. they need somebody like that to spell them, especially in um, their small ball lineups where he can play the five. Um, yeah. And that's that's my main reason. He's seasoned. He's still young. He's an energy guy. He's a to me a better version of Tristan Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like him for that for that reason for the Lakers. I don't even think that they have a guy like that in their front court. Which, um, you know, if if he plays during the time that. Um, you know, that they have to really jail again, he could be key against a team like the the um the the uh the Clippers because um they have from some really active big men. And he they he could be he, you, it's not somebody that you want starting. I don't even know if you want Kenneth Fareed in that situation playing 25 minutes, 27, sure. 28 right. minutes, but to right. give you 10 minutes to take up some fouls to cause some havoc. I think would be a great asset to the Lakers. Okay. Okay. I like it. Um, 
he's definitely on the list, which I'll read off here in a minute. Um, and it's really telling that, um, you know, as far as the need for someone like Fareed, uh, because you know Dwight Howard right now is on the fence, and you could argue that Dwight Howard has been that player, right, for the Lakers. Surprisingly, I was the first guy to admit I was wrong. I had no idea Dwight was going to be that good this year for this team. Uh, I thought he'd be a cancer. Right. I honestly did, but he's been good. He's been energy off the bench. He's blocking shots. He's dunking the ball. He's he looks great, but he has said uh, he may not play at least he's, he's considering it unfortunately uh, the mother of one of his children recently passed away um and so he's you know what would you do you know i know i would certainly consider not playing i get it uh so you know if dwight's been that guy the manimal might be a really really good fit that's a good pick let me read off this list and we'll you, you owe me one more laker and then uh maybe we can talk clippers boogie cousins number one he's the guy that everybody's wanting which uh you know, I get why, but Boogie hasn't been Boogie for a couple seasons. I got to read off this whole list. Isaiah Thomas, Iman Shumpert, Joe Johnson, Alan Crabb, Anthony Tolliver. These are some pretty good shooters, some pretty good players. Pau Gasol. Now, Tony just mentioned Pau Gasol. He wrote an article about the Lakers bringing him back, and he was basically, he gave a thumbs down. I'm all for bringing Pau back. Because I'm nostalgic. Tony doesn't have any nostalgia. <laughs> he doesn't want Pow back. But Pow is available. I, I um, do have nostalgia. I do have nostalgia, but how does how does how does how does nostalgia help the Lakers? It doesn't. It has no no bearing on whether they'll win a game or not <laughs> at all. I agree with your point, man. I do, I do. I, I read the article. I think it was a great article. Uh, I just I just think it's It'd be nice to have him for a minute or two, honestly, and that's yeah. it. You know, so so that everybody can give him his applause when he comes in. That's all. Um, but Jamal Crawford, Jamal Crawford, the last NBA game he played last season, he scored 50 points. I think it was 51. Uh, why he hasn't been picked up, I, mean, I get it, but he's he's available. Darren Collison, should he choose to come back. J.R. Smith, Lance Stevenson. Man, there's a long list. Nick Young. Kenneth Fareed, Jeremy Lin. There's some decent players. Uh, so, okay, you started with uh, the Manimal. Um, let's stay with the, the, the Lakers. I think the Lakers, and you nailed it, I think the Lakers are going to need uh, uh, a garbage man. You know, I love that term, right? So when you look at this list, Boogie would fit. Now, Boogie's not necessarily a garbage man because the guy still thinks he can shoot threes and uh, I, I don't think he gets that, you know, he's kind of on the downside of his career, fortunately, predominantly due to injuries. So he'd be a fit for sure, but I don't think he'd be a, a good fit. I, I think you're right. I think the Manimal is a great fit. Um, somebody like Greg Monroe, I think, would probably be a pretty good fit too. Should And I'm talking just specifically if uh, Dwight doesn't play. This is a guy who, you know, just kind of fell off a cliff, but – you know, was a great rebounder, a guy you don't have to write plays for, a guy who's, you know, a garbage man. You, know, you, you coined it. I love the term. He's a guy who's just going to go out there, get rebounds, put the ball back in, and knows what to do. I think the most important thing, whoever they end up picking up, it's got to be a veteran, right? It's got to be somebody who, uh, you know, understands the game and understands you're going to be, listen, you're going to be the eighth or ninth man off the floor, and you got to be ready off the bench, rather. Uh, so I like Greg Monroe. I think he'd be a pretty interesting pick. Um, you got 
anybody else you got a number two well you know what let's let's leave the lakers for now and let's talk about the clippers the clippers and you and i talked about this they're the most stacked team in the nba they go deep uh and just before the season you know the, the lakers had picked up um uh Dion waiters right and the clippers had picked up uh uh noah joachim noah so we're the clippers are deep um but there's some pretty good players here, and if you're giving them, you're giving me two more players, I'm picking up two more players. Do you have a player in mind for the Clippers? Um, that would be a lot harder for me, um, because I don't see the Clippers as having a glaring weakness or glaring need. I think right. that they could pick up any two players. Um, I think that uh, when you say Greg Monroe, I think he would fit well on the Clippers. I Agreed. think that uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe Lance Stevenson or Isaiah Thomas, but that would be hard for me. I think that yeah. um, they probably need maybe not Isaiah Thomas. What they need are team players. Right. Um, uh, Isaiah Thomas is a little bit of a head case. You talk about somebody that still thinks that they're in the top echelon of NBA players. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Thomas still thinks that yeah. he's that one-year wonder that he had at 29 points a game. Yeah, You know, he did that one season, yeah. and he's the second coming of Zeke. And so um, I, I think that – I think they could use a guard and a big man, but I think that they're so deep, like you stated before, that they could have their pick right. of the litter. Um, so I, I mean, they just need good character guys, guys that yeah. are team players, preferably guys with deep playoff experience, maybe right. even some championship experience. Um, right. and so, okay. I'm going to go back to the, the nostalgia. Uh, and I would love to see, uh, Jamal Crawford back with the Clippers. Uh, he won, I think two. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, six band of the year. What you're laughing? I'm nostalgic. We've established. I would love to see that. Uh, I think the Clippers have got a great opportunity. I, I think for the Clippers and the Lakers, it's really unique here because they've got an opportunity to bring somebody along, and whoever this is 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 they're going to win a championship. You said it before. The champion's coming out of L.A. More than likely. Um, so how cool would it be? I think for somebody like Jamal Crawford uh, to come back. Do they need him? No, they don't need him. Uh, would it be kind of cool yeah it would be kind of cool um so yeah when i look at this list you know the first name that pops out at me um is is jamal and then i think i'm gonna go back now to the to the to the lakers a real what what i see as a glaring need for the lakers are shooters even still um the team has played great they're um you know I, they don't have a lot of weaknesses but you know, if the game is going to come down to somebody's needing to, needing to shoot a big three, uh, I don't know who on that team. I don't trust. You know, LeBron is a, is a good three point shooter. He makes them. You know, I certainly don't trust AD. Um, you know, Caruso, uh, Corver, uh, uh, Kuzma. You know, who's gonna? Who, who do you trust? Right? Danny Green. But, you know, Danny Green. Yeah, Danny Green from the corner. That's probably as close as you're going to get to somebody who, who's probably a sure thing. But I look at this list and I see Alan Crabb. What'd you say? 
That's it. That's probably as close as you're going to get. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And that's where I think they've got a gap. So somebody like Alan Crabb, somebody like Anthony Tolliver, these guys are three point shooters. That's their job. They're not going to defend, you know, they're, they're not, they're not even going to play team defense, uh, you know, but they're going to shoot the ball and they're going to make it a good, right. a good amount of the time. So to me, to get a, you know, a big man who does the dirty work for, for the Lakers and a really good three point shooter, a veteran, man, that's a coup. That that's phenomenal. That's a great haul. Um, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts? Okay. So the reason why I was laughing was not nostalgia is because my second player pick was Jamal Crawford for the Lakers. And for the oh, very no. same reason that you said, not only can he shoot the corny, but he can score from anywhere. anywhere. And I don't yeah. trust Deion Waiters. I think Deion yeah. Waiters has the capability, but he's a head case. And like you said, the last time Jamal Crawford was in the NBA, he dropped 50. So he can yeah, drop he 13 in a minute still. Yeah. Um, and he's played well in the Drew League. I've seen him play well in the Drew League not too long ago. So yeah. Yeah, I, I like Jamal Crawford on the Lakers. I also gotcha. do like if, if Boogie Cousin is healthy, um, that, what, 31, 32% from three that he can shoot. I wouldn't want him out there all the time, but he does stress the defense. I don't need him to be uh, Sacramento Kings Boogie Cousins. I just yeah. need him to be decent, and I think gotcha. that he can still be decent. But only if he's healthy. Only if he's healthy because – I think that he can give you whatever Dwight Howard's giving you, um, except for, you know, he can't really play defense off the pick and roll. Yeah. But he's not going to block uh, shots either. You know, the rebounding. Right. No, he's not going to block. It's ridiculous at his height. But <laughs> his rebounding and, and his scoring um, is something yeah. that can be utilized. He's a guy that you put in there. He can he can take some pressure off of them, uh, but I mean, like you say, he's not going to block shots. But is is Kenneth Farid a shot blocker? So nah, um, nah. Uh, I don't know. I I, I don't know. Could, I mean, could could Paul Gasol really give you ten to fifteen minutes in the place of Dwight Howard? Could he really do that? That would be interesting really? at age thirty nine. I mean, you're talking about a thirty nine year old Paul Gasol. So I can give the Lakers. 10 minutes. I'm not going to do anything out there. You know, <laughs> there's a difference between being out there and contributing. <laughs> I, I can give him 10 minutes. I got no problem. I could give I go out there and give me the ball, pass it to LeBron. I can do that for 10 minutes. No problem. But you're right. Powell's not going to contribute. Uh, but there are some players on here who, who, who can. I, I think the, the overriding I I thing can. here, the thing I'm taking away from this, and, and I really hadn't considered it but I'm hearing you say this and, and I'm kind of even hearing myself uh, say it. I think the, the the Lakers have an opportunity to really shore up some, some holes um, by picking the right two guys. They're not going to depend on these guys for 20, 25 minutes, but every NBA champion ever has had that sixth man shoot a big three, right? At the right time, get a big rebound block a big shot we're talking robert ory we're talking mm, steve right. Kerr. we're talking about guys that are you know robert ory might not be a great example because he you know even Kerr. these are position players but these are not stars and you're always going to have a non-star take a big shot 
And, and right now, the only one on the Lakers who you and I both said we trust to hit that big shot when you need it is Danny Green. Um, they need more players like that, and there are some available. So I think the Lakers have a bigger need to get this right. Danny Green. Whereas the Clippers, it's just kind of a luxury, you know, uh, at this point. It's just a luxury for them. It'd be nice. Maybe it's nostalgia to bring back somebody right. like Jamal Crawford or – um, you know, just 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 for uh, for for the sake of comedy, bringing in Nick Young, <laughs> why not? You know, the Clippers have that luxury, whereas I don't think the uh, the Lakers do. All right, man. So just to kind of recap, right? Um, I think it's a solid asterisk this season. Tony is, is is hedging his bet a little, but but definitely sees it, especially you know if we have a lot of players not coming, and right now we don't know what these teams are going to look like. Um. The playoff season, given the play, the champs only two months' time, you know, it's not fair, but this season's not going to be fair. We're just going to have to kind of wrap our heads around that. And then in terms of who the Lakers and the Clippers should pick up, we threw out some really good names. Uh, Kenneth Fareed, Jamal Crawford probably seem to be the, the favorites. Um, we talked uh, Alan Crabb, Anthony Tolliver, Boogie, uh, IT came up. There's some good picks, and it'll be very interesting. And it's not like these guys are only available to the Lakers and the Clippers, right? Some of these guys are going to end up with the Bucks. Some of these guys are going to end up, end up with uh, the Spurs. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's an interesting, interesting time. Uh, that's all we have. We like to keep these things kind of short. We've been talking for about 30 minutes, so sorry we went a little bit long. Uh, but thank you to everybody who uh, participated. Well, none of y'all participated, man. Next time, leave some comments or questions. But I do see 13 viewers now. Thank you to each of you. Um, we'll get better at this as we do more and more. I, I need to figure out how to know who you 13 are so I can call you by name. But we definitely want to hear from you uh, and understand what your thoughts are on the topics we discussed. We're LA Peach Basket. You can find us at LAPeachBasket.com make this uh, uh, at least a weekly process so we'll definitely be back next Saturday and um, maybe uh, maybe a few times in between then depending on uh, you know what's going on in the NBA uh, we appreciate the time Tony thank you for uh, for joining uh, we're LA Peach Basket we're the voice of the fan trademarked thank official thank you and uh, we'll talk again next week